This is Colin from Amanra and you're listening to A Solitary Rain. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Epitome of Stupidity, episode 59. 46. Okay, 46. 46. 46. Um, it's only three away from 49. Now. 50. What number did you say? We are know. a metal podcast. Allegedly. Strictly metal. In the background there, you've got the fucking mighty Amon Ra and their song, A Solitary Rain, off their latest album, Mass 6. Their latest album that's two years old. It's, well, I mean, they famously take like fucking eight years in between albums and shit. Uh, Is that something to, to be famous for? Uh, well, they, they're known for it, sure. That awesomeness is there in your ears. We, uh, you know, more on that here sh- shortly. Okay, say thanks, Brian. Um, what are we doing here? Uh, listening to. Yes. What are you listening to? Nothing. Except for what we're talking about. Yeah? Yeah. Because once I listened to OMT, there was nothing else. There was had. no going back? No. I uh, I did a few other things this week. Only one, I got, according I to the list. Had a good run of COC to start the week. And uh, Newsflash, that shit is always good. Always. Every time. Did you listen to all of them? I did. All the ones with pepper. <laughs> I, I listened to every single one of them. How many don't have pepper? Uh, a good chunk of them. Salt on those? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, listen to a good bit of Amon Ron Yab because they were in town last two, Thursday. Amon Ron Yab? Amon Ron Yab. Okay. And uh, Amon Ra and Yab. Yes. They were in town Thursday. Does that stand for something? I have no idea. Okay. I don't think so, no. Okay. I know that they were the headliner and this show was clearly stolen by our guys in Amon Ra. They just fucking destroyed things. How'd Voivod go? They were fine. They're you, sure, you sure? Still not my thing, but you know they were fine. The crowd seemed to be into it, and so they've got that going for them, which is nice. But uh, yeah, our guys in Amon Ra there fucking killed it. If they're coming to town, go see them. It's totally worth your time, efforts, and money? every damn thing else. Yes. Worth your money? And your money. Because, I mean, it's like, yeah. Go see Amon Ra and Yab if they're coming to town. And uh, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> while I was there, I uh, had the chance to sit down with Colin of Amon Ra. You want to hear how that went? Uh, yeah, let's send this to uh, Field Clint. Let's, <laughs> Field Clint, are you out there? <laughs> to, to our intrepid reporter in the field. Okay, I'm sitting here with Colin. Brian couldn't be here because he's still in Harry Potter jail at uh, Walt Disney. And um, so we're going to do this without him. Yeah. Colin? Yes. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. The idea was to do this before the show and said it was after, and I can confirm that it was all it was built to be, and then some. Awesome, man. An intense fucking show, and uh, thank you. 
Yeah, I'm happy we didn't let you down. <laughs> you most certainly did not. Um, these tours, uh, you know, I would like to ask the, the, the groundbreaking question here. Yeah. How's the tour going so far? A whole three days into it. <laughs> three days in. Well, it's been really, it's been really good. But uh, and they're really nice people. The Yob guys and Voivod guys are super nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's awesome to be a part of this. You know, it's really, uh, it's, it's going to be a good experience. It's the longest tour we've it's ever. A, yeah, it's I was going to say it's a good longest run. tour we've ever done actually. So it's cool, and we're uh, following the big bus with our little van, and we're having a good, uh, having a good time doing so. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, now longest tour overall not just Europe or here no yeah normally we break it down to a couple of weeks because um, yeah when in Central Europe you know we're living in the middle of the thing so we can head out really quickly in all the different directions all different countries so right yeah but you have a big ass country so <laughs> we have to take our time to do it yeah um, right. touring in general uh, Europe versus the US um, crowd differences city differences well, we've been around for 20 years, so and we've played Europe a hell of a lot of more right. more than than we've played the States. So it's 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 funny for us. Uh, like in Europe, the the, yeah, the 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 venues are bigger, and we have a bigger crew, and and uh, well, shitloads of gear to haul around. And now it's uh, we strip it down to the better essential again. So it, for us, it's kind of like a time warp. We go back in time, right? And we play. Uh, Smaller venues kind of and break yeah. it down, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. It's nice to have the different angles of the band still going on at the same time, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, you know, with uh, I've seen videos and stuff of you guys playing live, and was curious as to how it would pour, how it would translate yeah, yeah, into yeah. Ace of Cups here where we were sitting yeah, currently, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's more direct. It's, uh, and, more, it's yeah. more in your face. It's more uh, feral, you know. More feral. That's a good yeah. word for it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Feral, your stage presence has been noted more than twice, and I know the answer to it, but I love it. So I'm going to ask the question again. Yeah. Um, Shoot. Why with your uh, back turned most of the time? Well, it started. Off, well, we started off playing in small, small uh, clubs and stuff. So we didn't all fit on the stage, and I stood on the floor, and I had a tendency to turn myself towards the the band, and then stages got bigger. And but and and do it by doing so, it was kind of it, it felt good to me that I was a part of the uh, a crowd pretty much more than the one guy standing on stage telling what's up, you know, and and right. and, and showing off how cool I am and stuff. <laughs> so I was like, I, it felt it felt good. So and then then the clubs got bigger and and stages got bigger. So and then I had to get on the stage and then I kept my uh, I was used to it by then and and and. It's kind of I like to be able to hide in the in the shadows a little bit more and 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 you know, so it makes me feel more comfortable to not you know it's not I'm not the the average entertainer singer because everybody always watches oh, a, a lot of people uh, look at the singer Focus all the time yeah. while while you know it's five guys doing all the work so and kind of balances everything out makes sense to me you know yeah I love it that's great. <laughs> um, and the uh, as previously mentioned, the just intensity and uh, cathartic nature of you guys' shows. I, I would ask you. I had intended on asking you. Is it hard for you to come down from that afterwards? It's uh, we've been doing this for so long. It's 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 easy in a way. Uh, for me, as soon as the last note dies, all the all the tension and all the stress is gone as well. Like during the whole day or the hours that build up to the concert, you're always a little bit nervous that you. 
you don't want to fuck things up and you know you always have this tension and then as soon as you're done you know you, you you've done it and you know nothing can go wrong anymore then right so it feels you i feel relieved then i have uh, i have more energy pretty much than before the concert so i can i can switch very easily and most of us can you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that half an, half an hour before the show we we click and and we we get in our own bubble and do our thing you know prepare our all our you know gear that's our little ritual in silence we prepare all our shit kind and, of and, routine, and, yeah. yeah so it's pretty and it's pretty normal i mean it's not like uh after 20 years I, I suppose routine would have to happen huh yeah i mean yeah, yeah but still that doesn't matter that we don't give a shit anymore i mean we still go for it like 300% I mean that hasn't changed I it mean, certainly shows the goal is to you know if you if, if all the if all the you know planets align and you're able to lose yourself in the thing that's 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 what we aim for you know and then it works one out of 30 times maybe you know because you know when something goes wrong something doesn't right. sound like it has to or whatever you you kind of zone out of it you know kind of was uh I, I, I this was okay yeah it was, was okay it was a good one I mean we were pretty. It was pretty intense. We were able to uh, attack. Yeah, I, I know I enjoyed it. Like we had to. Yeah. The uh, the I don't know. I guess the release or the cathartic nature. Not to keep coming back to the same word there, but of your music and your shows in general. What I guess which one, especially twenty years in, is more of a release for you now? Is it the shows or is it actually the writing and getting something new out? No, it's it's still it's it's still the shows and it's still being together, uh, doing doing it. Yeah, the 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 writing process is, isn't isn't really um, a good place for us. We it's not really we kind of writes when 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 there's enough shit that happened to all of us, so it takes us years before we start writing for a new album mostly. So. Uh, and that's always hard, you know, because we throw away eighty percent of what we write because we don't really think it has a, it makes sense or it, it has a function. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I, th- I I think being together is is the the main thing that keeps us going. I mean, for us, you know, uh, even if we won't play shows anymore, if we're gonna sit down on a Sunday having coffee together for us that's 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 all my role you know nice we don't really uh, yeah let's say uh and it's it's really excellent that something as mundane but feels as good as it does comes from something so oh yeah above anything heavy we're, we're friends you yeah. Know, yeah and and we know each other uh, very very uh, very well so and we that's why we kind of feel each other very right. well as well and and yeah it gets translated like it has to or something yeah it certainly has to um and and i suppose you know while we're talking about the uh the writing process and the things that go in there um i'm always enamored with your answers to the meaning behind the music and the ways that you get there and things of that nature um can i get you to elaborate there um it's hard to to describe um, it's very abstract. It's very abstract what we what we kind of do. It's uh, you 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 get you have very extreme uh, extreme emotions in in, in, in in one song or in our music. You go from really ferocious and um, uh, uh, 
heavy almost like it's you know if, to us it kind of feels like fighting fighting off whatever is in your way in your life or whatever throws a shadow on your life in that moment and then you and and when you have a parts like that you kind of when you're on the stage and when you play that music you kind of feel invincible it's really weird but you feel extremely powerful while doing so uh, but and then you have the other side of the specter where we go really small and really um, intimate and but you're extremely vulnerable like and I think it's it's those two things that make it interesting for people to uh, to witness because 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 everybody feels extremely vulnerable and everybody wants to get sometimes at some points in life you know when when when, when things happen when you lose someone or when you know whatever happens in your life that makes you feel miserable uh, and then you see uh, five guys going from that point to the point where they're fighting against it and kind of overcoming it on stage and that's that's kind of the evolution from that that's why we always talk about we start off from the darkness and and uh, the the uh, negativity that that's in life sometimes and we mold it and 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 work it until you see the light again or you get out of it uh with renewed energy it's pretty abstract what we do so i don't know if that was actually the answer to your question no it's it's fucking wonderful it's uh it, it was it's and it's it's accurate i mean it you know just kind of the positive through negative type thing yeah 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 i mean yeah it's it's there you know and some, but sometimes people, you know, who 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 are in a dark place or or don't feel well, have trouble seeing that there is a even a small light at the end of the tunnel, and sure. that can, kind of gets translated in our music and in our, and especially in our live show, I, I think. I I would agree. Yeah. I would uh, not to sound fanboyish or anything, but you know, again, coming straight from the performance to here, yeah. I would certainly agree. Yeah. With things of that nature, I would assume that there's. A different level of fan interaction with you guys where I, I would I would bet that yeah yeah we do have we do get a lot of like testimonial letters of why a certain song or, or the band means something to someone and then people you know tell us their story and and uh, yeah there's and there's a lot of people who, who, who uh, uh, recognize themselves uh, uh, that have that lost someone that you know, a parent died or, or a child died or, or, or stuff like that most of the time that's that's uh, uh, something that uh, uh, that that passes by uh, regularly you know but uh, but it's really interesting I mean it's really uh, crazy that people uh, open up so much to us and and kind of put a trust in us to, you know it's kind of weird it's like you're uh, they just need to get something off their chest their chest and, and uh, share their story as well and while thanking us and it's a beautiful thing it's it's a it's a it's a, a compliment of another nature than someone just telling you hey I like your music right you know that's like that's that's really nice and you appreciate that and, and you're happy but then if people tell you that it meant so much and it helped them you know get through a certain phase in their life then you kind of not gonna I'm not gonna say uh, it makes me feel special but I mean like holy shit you know it, right. it amazes us that we that we apparently do that to other people we try to do that for ourselves and, and writing the music and and, and coping 
as a coping mechanism, you know. But it's crazy. I mean, it blows our mind as well. Yeah. Be able to have that kind of impact on people. Sure. Yeah. 20 years of it. I know that there's a documentary coming up, yeah. and obviously I'd like to hear about that. But I don't assume there's ever been a downside here. It seems like you guys have always been on an upper trajectory. You know, maybe not the steepest incline, but... It's it's mad yeah it's crazy there there, there never has been a, a yeah a, it never went down for us it's it's been a, a slow evolution but we like it that we've always been the underdog and we don't mind being the underdog I mean we we'd rather go slowly we take our time we don't really uh, care about the marketing strategic uh, approach of of any label you know that's why yeah. we were so good with Neurot you know they 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 let us do our thing and they you know there's no pressure. And, and and that was that's perfect, you know. Right. I mean, so uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like that as well amazes us every time we sit the asses in, in in the tour bus and we go like, holy shit, you know, we're forty years in and and you know we're like, fuck, we're still doing what we do what we did when we were sixteen years old and it's getting more interesting than ever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it's <laughs> to be. And, and, you know, again, uh, kind of glossed over in this is, you know, just to make sure it's said here, you, the typical time between an album for you guys is what, like five years? Four or five. Yeah. yeah. Something like that, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the general response to that seems to be just doing things right when they needed to be done right. That's the idea, you know. Like I say, with, if it doesn't have a function, if it's just a heavy riff to make a heavy riff, you know, like, yeah, why, why, you know. We could, we could do that whenever you want, but it's just the extra thing that gives you goosebumps or a shiver down your spine, go like, holy shit, you know. Then you kind of feel like, shit, we've, we've got something special here. For ourselves, I mean, that doesn't really necessarily mean it translates to other people, but we don't really think, we don't really care about that, right. you know. We kind of, whenever we feel it, you know, we've got... Uh, something that makes sense and and tells the story right then uh that's a part that sticks you know but it takes fucking ages to do it you know i mean and we don't mind like i said but we do we have several other bands and solo projects and we do we never we, we work all the time music musically i mean but uh yeah we just take the time to do to in our eyes do it right you know with uh with all the other projects and all the other things that you and the other members do artistically I, I was curious as to why music ended up being the main outlet for these things I don't know it's it's not only music you know we, we, we're busy writing we're busy with books and we're busy we're analyzing what the thing a lot and and we don't really necessarily want to do it with solely music or sound yeah it just grew accustomed to it that that was the medium to 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 do our thing in you know the uh, the documentary that's coming up. Yeah. Um, how long has that been in the making? And uh... it uh, it uh, we started. Uh, we met uh, uh, a photographer called uh, Bobby Cochran uh, in um, uh, I think it's two years ago now when we went on tour with uh, Neurostan Converge uh, here in the states. Which had to have been an excellent night for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was that was beautiful for us. It was amazing to to be on tour with those two bands who inspired us. Uh, both have inspired us along the way. So, uh, and uh, he had uh, taken pictures of Oathbreaker, or, or uh, another project of uh, of our guitar player, uh, and um, and I saw them and I, I really liked his pictures. And then uh, when we were on tour, we hooked up, and he, he he tagged along with us on that tour, and he and he filmed a little bit, 
and then uh, he made a small like uh, a 10 minute little movie you know and then we were like shit he he understood so well what we what we did because we kind of uh, have a certain visual uh, aesthetic to what we do and it was so right that that, that we and he understood so well what we were doing uh, that we went like shit we have to make this the documentary of, of of us you know of the last years or try to do it as good as we can so and then he, he we flew him over when we went to japan and we flew him over to to europe to follow us every everywhere a little bit and and be in our homes and see how we live and and you know so he became a good friend of us and 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 he's with us now and we're uh, yeah gonna finish up the year the, this uh, this year because it's a 20 years anniversary it's it makes sense to like do it now yeah, and I'm super grateful that we ran into him, and uh, he's willing to uh, invest his time and talent in uh, in us. I'm super looking forward to seeing yeah. it. I, just even based on the trailer there, uh, just kind of in a sideways manner there because of something you said. What what is a normal day for you? What? It has a lot of meetings in them. <laughs> it's weird, but it's a lot of. Would not have uh, saw that coming. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, drinking coffee and, uh, and 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 sitting together with people, talking things through and putting agendas together and trying to fill it in there. And then it's uh, it's uh, it's writing. It's 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 uh, writing music and. Uh, but it has, like I said, the visual aesthetics. It, it's a lot of uh, uh, hooking up and sitting behind computers a lot. You know, working on uh, the visuals that you see or the the, the clips or the we do uh, like uh, music for contemporary dance pieces as well. And so that's rehearsing with them and seeing them and trying to understand each other because we all speak a different language, like artistically. Right. Yeah. So it's super interesting and stuff like that. But it starts off with. All of us, or most of us, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. and getting our our children fed and their clothes on and school in time, and that also gives gives me the opportunity to go and pick them up uh, from school when I'm at home, whenever they want to be picked up, and hang out with them as much as we can. That's uh, something that is uh, for most important, you know, especially sure. now since they're really small. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's we, the day. Yeah, uh, you mentioned there speaking different languages artistically uh where you literally speak different languages yeah. on the most recent album oh yeah, yeah, yeah. was it just a, a a moment where you knew that that was what was going to have to happen was it there felt any naturally. pushback about there's, it no there, there's there's um it felt naturally natural because one in our country belgium is super small but we have three parts and we have three different languages in our country alone so that we have uh, um, uh, Flemish, we have uh, French, and we have German. So um, it, it we're, we are used to having different languages uh, in our uh, in our life. So um, it made sense to, when we try to tell our story. There's different uh, language involved, and also uh, it, the idea behind it was that the, the the thing we make, the music we make, belongs to everyone. So it's it, it's. In my eyes, it didn't make sense to stick to one language, you know, and I, I wondered, like, imagine if I'm listening to my favorite band's music and suddenly in a part there's a Flemish, there's some some sample or someone talking Flemish, you know, and it's it would be, it would be weird to hear that, you know, like for for English uh, uh, speaking people, it's normal. You've you've grown up with uh, sure. with uh, English as the main language in music. But for us, it's not. So I mean, 
we were never accustomed to hear um, our favorite music, which was when we were teenagers, it was was heavy heavy music and stuff. So there was no there was no uh, uh, Dutch speaking or Flemish speaking uh, heavy music, and uh, I don't know. It sounds natural. Sometimes it's it's some things are uh, more accurately said in a certain language. It's weird. Same sentence when you uh, translate them in different languages, it makes most sense or it's most direct or most poetic in that language. It's really weird. So I kind of work with that and I'm like, if this is the best way to, to, to tell this, uh, then it'll be that language. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, that's the, that's the theory. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take your word on it. <laughs> um, the uh, another thing on the the last album uh, six, um, the singing as opposed to screaming. Yeah. And I know if I remember right, originally you weren't doing that stuff live. Uh, it was hard. I, I mean, I, it, it, I, it it probably took me like twenty years to grow the balls to to do it on the stage as well. But uh, at a certain point, uh, a couple of years back, we did uh, acoustic albums and we do acoustic right. shows in Europe. So then uh, it's all, it's, it's different. The, 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 the wall of sound is not there and it's really silent. And then I can hear myself really well through the monitors and then I can sing clear, you know. And uh, it's hard to, to, to use a clean sung voice because the guitars are so loud. I can't really hear shit when I'm singing clean. So uh, it was hard, and it took a while for me to to be yeah uh, secure, like uh, certain enough, or feel feel good about myself doing it. So and slowly but surely, it's happening. Right. Yeah, and it made sense. Some some things are better said in in, in a clean voice again than in a screamed voice. You know, it's uh, when you talk about the vulnerability you will not be screaming you know so uh, yeah it's it, it comes naturally it's the voice in your head you listen to you know and some and more and more now uh, like a clean voice pops up and then you know but we were scared to do it at first because we knew it's going to give us a hard time in life but it's the first album that we said fuck it if we hear it in our heads we're going to try to you know record it that way and then you'll see about it later and because it made the album i'm assuming everybody agreed it it sounds as good as it actually does. Yeah, yeah. Everybody felt it. You know, that was the. You know, that was, and it felt special. Probably because we hadn't really done it in that nature before, and that uh, extreme nature. Uh, uh, the song on "Solitary Rain" I'm talking about, obviously. Right. So uh, yeah, but everybody felt like like shit. This you know this this it feels like the the pieces of the puzzle fall together, and it makes sense that so that's the way to go. You know? So it doesn't sound like this is something that's going to be a one-off. This will be incorporated. Into the hard thing is uh, life, you know. It's technicalities and stuff, but hard. It's fucking. Uh, it's fucking hard for me life to nail it because everybody who sings clean and heavy music has in-ear monitors, you know. So that's things you stick in your ear. You have a cable running down your back, and a fucking thing attached to yeah. your belt. And I, you've seen the live show. I mean, I, I fucking hate that. You know, I that would. Ugh. That's my worst nightmare, but I fear I'm 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 gonna have to do that if I, if I want to sing decently live, you know, or even like in the studio. But we'll, we'll see, you know. As we don't, we we never set something in stone. We'll do it as we feel it and as we see it coming, you know. But uh, that seems to make sense with everything else you've said tonight. <laughs> 
uh, and again, not to be too positive or however the hell you want to phrase it, you nailed it tonight. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I, the uh, I'm gonna let you get out of here and back to your evening. Uh, the the one question that we end all these things on is just the trophy. Uh, you get shipped off to an island, you get one album. Colin, what would your album be? I don't know, man. That is such a hard question. It is a I tough know. one. Um, surprisingly, I think it might be the Gutter Twins. That album is called Saturnalia. That's a different one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have Zelina of them. Have, I have Neurosis albums and I have Tool albums that Who I like. Who is your favorite Neurosis album? I know you're a big fan. Uh, I'm also a big fan. I'm actually driving up. Blood, yeah, yeah. Too Silver and Blood, it's yeah. Sound, oh, man. Yeah, that's well, where, yeah, that that's where planets uh, aligned and, and, and crazy things happened. Yeah. That surpassed mankind almost in my eyes so and 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 and, and you know throughout uh, uh, a lifetime you run into a couple of those albums that think kind of come close to telling your story you know so uh, or meant a lot so that's the ones you take with you right and I think maybe growing older I became less angry I think and like Through Silver and Blood is my angry album you know what I mean this is yeah. the album that will get me through, uh, they'll help me go to war if right. necessary, you know. So, and I'm not in a warfare state of mind right now, so I'm, I'm going for uh, Gutter Twins. It's I love Mar it. Mark Lanigan, I, I don't know if you... Uh, I definitely know yeah. Mark Lanigan. So, yeah. And uh, Greg Dooley. I'm going to take that one with me, I think. That I could not find any reason to argue with that. I uh, sincerely appreciate your time. Again, thanks for everything. No, thank you. Man. And I appreciate it very much. I'm going to push stop now because yep. this has been awesome and anymore I'm just going to ruin it. So yeah, thanks again to Colin. I wasn't there. I know you, you weren't. As you heard, you I were, was not there. Uh, you were in Harry Potter jail. Yeah. As I noted in the beginning. you goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I have no idea. Colin looked at me like I had a fucking separate head when I said it. <laughs> Rightly so. Uh, thanks again Christ. to him and Stephanie for helping set that up. And, uh, you know, that dude, he's, uh, he's a different guy and <laughs> it, it was, it was really nice of him to sit down. Clint's first solo interview. Good conversation. And it had to be a serious one. And it had to be a serious one. And I'm fucking fine with it. Cause that dude has good shit to say. Yeah. And I don't know if he does yet or not. I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure. I, I can, can confirm. All right. Oh, Sponsor. Hey, what about Sonic Temple? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody's going to the party. Have a real good time. Are you ready? Get up, get up. The Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival has arrived. Mapfree Stadium, Columbus, Ohio. Three days, May 17th through the 19th. America's number one rock music festival is here with Foo Fighters. System of the Down, Disturbed, Sonic Temple with Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost, Hailstorm, Lamb of God, The Cult, The Hives, The Struts, Meshuga, The Distillers, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Papa Roach. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com for everything. The Foo Fighters, System of the Down, Disturbed, Bring Me the Horizon, Ghost, and special comedy tent headliners, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh! Henry Rollins and more. Go to SonicTempleFestival.com. See ya at the temple. And we're back.
Devin Townsend is in the news. In the news. And I'm still surprised. Clint put this in here. <laughs> it's, I mean, A, I get tired of talking about the same fucking band, so you got to go with other things. I'm sure oh, other I people get tired of hearing about fucking whatever drama Machine Head or Slipknot have going on. Let's talk about Devin Townsend's Let's finances. Let's talk about Devin Townsend and all of the money he spent on an album that neither one of us are going to listen to or care about. But so I know I have his pickups in my right EC four hundred one. He's he's obviously a great guitar player and musician and all those things. He's bald like me too. He's bald like you. He uh, this solo album that he's putting out. He uh, he spent what's it. Hundred seventy thousand Canadian doll hairs. Translate to one hundred twenty-seven thousand American doll hairs. And you know he spent his own money on this, on things like three different professional drummers, other kids. guest musicians, <laughs> kids choir, an orchestra, a children's choir, which was probably the most expensive. You know, because child labor, child labor laws. Easy for you to say. They, there's a huge markup on those too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kudos to him. He's apparently put out the album that he wants to put out. Did he he uh, already say he he spent his own money. This is his dollars, yes. not a label's. Right, his his money to try to entice people to be more apt to to purchase it. Since he's it actually money. like uh, I'm I'm not sure how recent it was, but he went on a tirade about not giving a shit about people pirating the music, and you know if it's there, fucking take it. And now he's had to walk that back because he would. Probably like some of his hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars back. Yeah. Uh but you know, is he got it like that? I don't know. I fucking apparently. Okay. Either that or he's got a you know, like a college loan now to pay off. <laughs> Speaking of college loans, <laughs> Marilyn Manson is in the news. Because that makes all the sense in the world. Drummer Gil Sharon. How many drummers do you think this is for him? Twelve. I'd say that's probably about right. Yeah, one less than a baker's dozen. Um, he quit, but I'm, not not for any fun reason other than he wants to do something else. He was there for five years, played on The Pale Emperor and Heaven Upside Down, and a uh, little unknown, well, not well-known facts probably that he, he played in Pussifer, you know, the V is for Vagina yeah, album. First full album, yeah. And he's, you know, he's been part of pretty huge movies. Yeah, I saw Gal- Guardians, of, Guardians of the Galaxy, Deadpool 2, Punisher. You know, he's got multiple industry award-winning winner winnerings. Winnerings. <laughs> I mean, Winner. What was this guy doing in Manson anyway? <laughs> I, I, you know, got to have something to do on the weekend, I guess. I, well, I think he's got plenty to do on the weekend. <laughs> he's uh, in bands called Stolen Babies and Team Sleep. Team Sleep's a Chino thing. And then he even does some... Reggae stuff, Jamaican style. That's his drumming, yeah. Yeah, he he put he's HR of Bad Brains. Why not? <laughs> I mean, he's doing everything else. Why wouldn't? He? Oh yeah, he just doesn't seem like he would he would fit in the the Manson. You know, he's got his fake serial killer name and everything. Going on. <laughs> or is that his real name? I think that might actually be his real name. <laughs> it sounds like a mixed up serial killer name. Um, yeah, he's just decided that you know what, I don't want to do it anymore, and. He's not going to do it anymore. And that's right before another Manson uh, zombie team-up tour, too. So I wonder who he's going to get to replace him. Not that I actually There's care, only but... 40,000 people waiting to be Manson. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's not like you need to be some fucking great, fantastic right. drummer. You just need to be a boom, ch, boom, boom, ch. I don't know. It speeds up and slows down sometimes. <laughs> There's variations. You got mad at me when I was playing Manson on the drums a couple weeks ago. I did? Oh, no. That was Offspring. Yeah. You got mad at the Offspring. Yeah. 
<laughs> but then I played Manson. Then you played Manson. Yeah. And I didn't get mad. You didn't get mad. I probably okay. didn't even realize you were playing Manson. No upcoming tours. Yeah. No, it wasn't I, really I, any. I, there's that Manson zombie tour, but I mean, Manson doesn't have a drummer, so who, why would you go? And it's not white zombie, so why would you and go? It's not fucking white zombie, and it will never be fucking white zombie. I actually, if it came to like outdoor or small amphitheater outdoor, the the LC, I would probably go if tickets were like forty bucks. Yeah, I'd go see that outside. I wouldn't go inside to no, see it, but I'd go no, see no. it outside. And I mean, tickets would not be forty dollars either. They'd be sixty or seventy after the charges and everything. Ticketmaster, oh, fuck you, Ticketmaster. <laughs> we we can we're just gonna go right into reviews. Then. We're gonna go right into. Well, let's do the eargasm thing first. Oh. Because, uh, Clint, I had my eargasms oh, go ahead. in my ears <laughs> for the Yab uh, Amon Ra Voivod show the other night. And had tons of conversations with them in your ears. And had tons of conversations with them in my ears. Could hear everything. And my ears didn't hurt the next day. Can you hear yourself fart in, it a, was, in a concert? With well, it's more ears? of a feel. Well, you can always feel. Right. Okay. Anyways, love them. Use the link. Get them. Protect your ears. You'll need them one day. You will need them one day. Yeah. So that you can hear us say something that you might actually be interested in. There's the spin. You need them so you can keep listening. There it is. All right. We'll sell them that tagline. We'll retire rich and fat. We're, we're only lacking one of those. So, <laughs> In reviews. In reviews. This was a, a double down. Uh, a mixed. Well, we could have easily tripled down. What would be the Low triple? dose. Oh. Are we getting into that later? I'm, I'm going to randomly bring it up yeah. toward the end. So we're going to go, first off is Ola England's... Brian's full-blown man crush. Solo album, Master of the Universe, which all the song titles are all tongue-in-cheek. Pizza Hawaii. Pizza Hawaii. That YouTube so song. And then, uh, aren't two of them named after his guitars? That, well, Solar One, that's a song that's been around for years. Yeah. Solo Part One, and then Solo Part Two is the, the new one. The, the guitars, <laughs> the, his models before that were Solar. So this, he was always kind of been a Solar. Solar's always been Ola. Right. Before he had guitars. Right. But anyways. So, and what made this interesting, obviously, Ola's the man. He's, he's the uh, tone god of the YouTubes. And this album is not metal, I don't think, ever at all in the whole thing. It never really gets going. So, and he plays the piano himself. He plays every instrument himself except for the drums. I don't think I knew that. The drums are done by Delta Empire or something. Another Gil Sharon? No, <laughs> some other YouTube uh, drummer dude who wears all black, head to toe, can't see his face. He wears a hoodie. You don't know who he is, and he just fucking murders the drums. Get him! But uh, quick review on that. I hate instrumental stuff, um, so I'm not. Wasn't a big fan of this. Oh, thank God. It's just uh, I listened to it twice. Second time around was for the show. And it's just okay. I, shits. It's a, it's a bit masturbating for a guy who isn't a lead player. Exactly. But I think you can do that when you have no, there is no plans and he will never play any of it live. So you record it and then it's done. You don't have to remember it. So you just go ape shit on it. You just, and being instrumental, you have to fill the space with something. Or, but he it, fucking, <laughs> ape shit, he did yeah. go. And he knows no theory. He doesn't use any theory. That's always impressive. Does all those runs and stuff just by sounding them out. I got, stuff. I've had the runs. But you sound them out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, shit's for us for an instrumental album. Uh, out of five. Always out of five. Zero being piece of shit. Five being the shit. Brian two says, and a half shits. Two and a half shits. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Two shits for being Ola and a half a shit for 
fun. You know, we've had the back and forth about instrumental music however many times, and this is this is what I think people think of when they think of an instrumental band. This is, yeah. you know, just a bunch of fucking jerk-off guitar shit, and no thanks. <laughs> you know, when I listen to instrumental shit... So I you want, want the instrumental stuff that doesn't sound like instrumental stuff. Right. Okay. I want actual fucking songs. I want, I want riffs without some dude's fucking poetry over top of it sometimes. This is not that. This is fucking... The poetry's in the, the masturbation. Yeah, sure. And it's <laughs> no thanks. It, just no thanks. Did you listen to the whole thing? I did make it all the way through it. I may have walked away from it a couple times, but I did not actually skip any of it. It's and only a six songs, but a couple of them are 11 minutes long. Yeah. So. And he plays the guitar through all 11 minutes yep. of it. Exaggeratingly. <laughs> I, I, I got, I'll, I'll go one. One shit. Uh, I'll go one. There's zero chance I ever come back to this. Yeah. And had it not been for your deep-seated love for him, I would have never listened to it at all. But, but you like The Haunted? I do. I love The Haunted. You, how do you know there was I like the some... shit before him more than I like the shit with him, but well, that's not his fault. I know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bagging on him or anything. Well, I'm kind of bagging on his album, but yeah. Yeah. No thanks. But he, he did it all in his own bedroom. <laughs> because he can't. Yeah. Most of the shit that he does, like in his kitchen while he's making toast for Sometimes, his kids. Yeah, he'll, he'll make videos in his kitchen. But enough about the England. Enough there. Let's get on to something a little bit better. A By band a called bit. Moontooth. I mean, holy fucking hell. We lot. talked to Nick, the guitarist, weeks and probably six weeks ago. I don't uh, know. I don't think it's been that long. I don't know. Somewhere around a month ago. But after this, after this new album, you need to go back and listen to it. It makes it a little more interesting mm-hmm. now that you know what it sounds like. Uh, it's called Crux. It came out uh, Friday. Friday. And go ahead, Clint. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Holy fucking blow my mind. Amazing. It. You know the the lead track is trust, and that's the that's the, what we use. That was the uh, the lead single, and typically with things like this, I'll listen to the first song that's released, and then I won't bother with anything else until I can get the album, and that's what I did here. So I hadn't heard things like all at all angles. I hadn't heard. Uh, we haven't heard anything. Heard anything? Did you just say something? I wasn't listening for a second. They that was the second single. Oh, okay, I didn't listen. I'm to back it listening until after. And you know it starts off. With trust, and it gets you in there. It's a good song, and it just never fucking lets up. It is. We got to define that because it, it it is it it's a, the whole thing is a let up. It's not it's not heavy. I wouldn't call it heavy at all. I'd call it heavy. I wouldn't I wouldn't use heavy to describe it. I, I'd call it heavy. I I see what you're saying. It probably just makes it over the line. But yeah, I might agree with that. His uh, and then not not saying in a negative condensation. No, 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 no. condensation. Condensation. Condon, what is it? Condon. Condemning? No, negative con. Consuasive. <laughs> negative con. What's the word? Connotation. Neg- connotation. That's the word. Negative connotation. Yes. He, uh, our guy Nick, uh, is, he channels some Eddie Van Halen at parts too. And he is, he's really good at that guitar stuff. Um, old boy on the vocals is fucking amazing. The drums and bass are dominating in the background it's got that nice beefy fucking sound to it all the way through it the the album builds and it towards the end towards the end is all at all angles which again was like the second single and that's a great song but by the time you're getting there they've already done a whole bunch of different things and you're thinking that they're running out of tricks and then 
Here comes the track. Here comes the, the title, title fucking track. track. And it is just, oh my God. If it doesn't give you fucking goosebumps, blow your mind, all these things, you're fucking doing it wrong. Something's wrong with you. Well, yeah. the, the hardcore people won't like it, right? I, I don't know how you could deny The closed-minded hardcore people that, that, that are still competing to be more metal than the ne- person next to them, they won't like it. I don't know how you could deny that song. It is fucking amazing. It is incredible. It's easily the song of the year so far. Agreed. I, I mean, the first couple times I heard it, the song after it could have been a Walt Disney fucking princess song. It wouldn't have mattered because I was just too busy being spent from here in Crux. <laughs> spent. It, it's, it's just a fucking great album. I can't recommend it enough. This is our second fucking amazing album so far this year. I know, it's tough. I think I'm going to go higher. I'll, I'll, I'll go 4.8. 4.8. It is so good. I can't stop scale. fucking listening to it. That's the the thing. It's not blow your ears out heavy. So for me, I can listen to it three times in a row and right. not my ears not be fucking tired. But it is uh, still heavy, and his voice will bring in people who don't typically listen to shit like this. Well, the crux, that last part of the crux is the only time and he it, goes, oh he uses that voice. And that's part of what makes it stand out so much. And that's why... From I'm just gonna go. I agree with everything Clint said. We both already talked about this amazing album. Definitely gonna be a contender for album of the year, at least so far for me. Absolutely, Crux. You know, for, I've played that song for other people, texted people to listen to that song. It's 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 a good one. Nice mellow um, three quarter, and then it kicks you in your ass in the end. But I'm gonna give it four point five, and here's why. Yeah. Because they don't do that ending anywhere else in the album, and I fucking loved that style, that vocal style. Where it just rips it. Right. I, w- I would like that in another song or two to give it, a, and I would have gave it a perfect score. I, so I, that's not even really that's. I just wanted more of that. So I mean, it's it's not even really saying anything negative. I just want I right. Just, I'm just being selfish, really. I, and I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like I, said, you know, I see your point there, but for me, it, that's part of what makes that fucking thing yeah. so awesome. And I mean, I walk around singing, I can't find the echo. <laughs> I know all the fucking time. <laughs> yes. Another side note: Mark Morton did do the pre-production on that. And machine, never, Mark Morton and Machine. Yep. You never know, no. <laughs> based on the sound. The, the sound of it, which again is not a negative at all. It's a perfect album, almost front that, to back. That is fucking excellent. Hats off to them. Kind of pissed Nick didn't uh, tell us it was going to be so good. <laughs> but uh, they are also touring. If you get the chance, again, listen to the album. If they're coming to town, check them out. They, uh, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, that album is fucking excellent. Uh, and then our friends, Lodos, their album actually came out this week, too. We're not going to go through the, because uh, we've already done two, we're not going to do a third one here, but also a very good album. Uh, if I were, if we did do the review, it would be over four for me. It's a fucking excellent album. Check it out. Lodos, it's self-titled. Yeah. Good stuff. The, the Nirvana style kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. We're on all the social channels. As long as all the social channels are Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, find us, like us, follow us. We love you if you do. New contest should be up by the time you're hearing this for the uh, Sonic Temple tickets, second set of tickets there. Um, Good luck. Find us on all the podcast spots. Subscribe, follow. Again, we love you. That's why you click the button. And there's music. In the background is more of the amazing Amon Ra and A Solitary Rain. We have an email. Should you find a reason to send this an email? It's eostupidity at gmail.com. And, uh... I think that's about it. Bye.